Chapter 2 Eager as we were to get home, I convinced Drake to stop by my office at RJP Investigations on the way. I'd left some of the files for the Graham and Valdez case, Walters et al. versus Starland Helicopter Manufacturing and S-Jet Engines, on my desk and decided it would be safer if I put them in the locked file cabinet. Ron's and my little business enterprise is located in a converted Victorian house in what's now a combination residential office neighborhood near downtown. Although we've never had a security problem, I've always taken reasonable precautions about leaving sensitive information out in plain sight. I'd originally planned to come back here this evening to organize paperwork and type up some of Ron's notes. Considering his attitude today, I decided screw him. I'd rather spend the evening with Drake. I would get him on his way in the early morning. Then I could come back to the office to wrap up a few things Sunday morning and leave for Santa Fe when I was finished. Do you want to look over the file on the engine data? I asked Drake as we climbed the stairs to my second floor office. I didn't hear his response as I hit the light switch and turned to look at him. He shook his head. Not now. Sorry, I know this is kind of hard for you. It's just that Mike Walters and I worked together several fire seasons. He was a good pilot. I can't stand the idea that all those lawyers are trying to place blame with him, and I just can't believe the accident was his fault. I know, and it wasn't. Didn't our simulated crash this morning prove mechanical failure? Isn't that enough to clear him? I sat down at my desk, opened the file, and picked up the printout of our test data. Or almost enough? What we did today proves that a loose nut would cause that particular engine failure. I still have to prove that exact nut failed in this accident. And Ron continued to put pressure on Drake to hurry the investigation. I watched his profile and saw the jaw muscle flexing. This was the first instance where the firm's work had caused friction between my husband and my brother. It's okay. Let's put this out of our minds and deal with it later. After a minute or so, he blew out a long breath. The jaw muscle relaxed and his military sharp posture loosened up. Look, there's nothing here I can't do in the morning. Let's grab some dinner. I gathered the folders quickly and took them to the fireproof file cabinet in Ron's office. Pedro's? I asked, knowing he'd hear the hopeful tone. Sure. A couple minutes later, I'd locked the drawers and switched out the light. Drake rubbed the back of my neck as we walked down the hall toward the kitchen together. A silent apology for his testy attitude earlier. I slipped my arm around his waist and pulled closer to him. We locked the back door and drove in Drake's pickup truck, the few blocks to Pedro's Mexican restaurant near Old Town. By the time we'd walked in and got our first whiff of green chili and tortilla chips, the earlier conversation had receded to the back of my mind. When Pedro brought our customary margaritas with extra salt, my stomach began to growl. More rusty tonight? Concha, Pedro's wife, waitress, and chief cook, asked as she set plates of steaming green chili chicken enchiladas in front of us. Our rust-brown lab is a fixture here, as much as we are. He normally takes a spot in the corner beside our table and manages to catch any loose, unwanted tortilla chips that fall his way. Pedro always brings a heaping basket of them, just to cover that situation. No, we've been out all day. He would have gotten bored of the wine festival, I'm afraid. 
but he'll be jealous that we came here without him. I knew we'd get a huge sniff over from the dog the minute we walked in the house, and he'd know exactly where we'd been. She set the hot plates down and scanned the table. Just a minute. About the time I'd blown the steam off my first bite and put it into my mouth, she came back with a basket of fresh sopapillas, three of them. Here's a spare napkin. Take rusty one of these and the extra chips, so he won't be angry with me. Drake laughed as she walked away. Good thing that dog isn't spoiled. I pulled one corner off my little pillow-shaped pastry and let the steam billow out. As I poured honey into the hollow interior, I told Drake, Well, I'm not performing this part of the routine for the dog. Can you imagine what a mess he'd make?